Hey everyone, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to subscribe so that way every time a new episode comes out, you are notified of it or it downloads directly to your phone or listening device. Thank you. And now, let us on with the show. This is Tales from the Bowl. The voice. The shifting of the man-sized blades of grass made well to obscure Seb from the sight of the gruff brigands who pursued him. The ever-present and persisting sound of the loudening wind provided the cover-up for the sloshing of his feet through muddied sloughs and puddles of newly revived spring soil. Seb could feel the extra weight of the mud, which clinged to his boot like a newborn, begging for something. The further along Seb trudged, the heavier his feet became, his leather boots accumulating more slop with every new step. He could hear the muffled shouts and orders from behind him, coming from his pursuers, broken up by the wind. In Iaki, wind was not a constant. It would change like the whims of the gods above. One minute the air would be as quiet as a psalm, the next it would rush through and into you with the force of a galloping horse. The wind was said upon occasion to be so powerful the dwarvish children would make rideable kites. Some of them were able to achieve some of their airtime, of course before beginning to cry that they didn't know how to return safely to the ground below. He couldn't have just disappeared. Find him, the men were shouting to each other. Their voices brought Seb back to the moment at hand. He had to do something to throw off his trail. The boot prints were becoming harder to conceal, especially with his legs feeling heavier with each plunge into the ankle-high mud. The dry grass tickled his nose as he walked. Dry. A dangerous gamble entered through the blade's touch on his mind. It was currently the month of Apris, only thirty or so days since the melting of the winter's snow. While the reconstituted water had soaked the topsoil, it hadn't yet fully revived the plant life, which was still recovering from the harsh five months of insulated hibernation. The leaves weren't yet rejuvenated, and wouldn't be until the weather became damp. Another thing that made Iaki an interesting thing was the wind. It was so powerful, it even moved moisture either to the east or west, thanks to that naturally occurring phenomenon. Iaki was relatively dry in early Apris. As the moisture was whisked away, the grass was dry and very flammable. The mud, however, was not. Come out, coward, so I can take that shiny sword of yours. You can keep the sword. I want his hat. You've already got a hat, though. You can never have too many. The voices were getting closer. They must be able to track him through the grass. If he was going to make his move, it would have to be now. Seb pulled a stalk from the mud and snapped it in half. Using the tall leaf blade as his kindling, he balled it up into a small nest. Seb dug into his belt pouch, removing a small piece of flint. He drew the sword and broke the face of the flint stick across its smooth, polished blade. Earth Mother below, forgive me, he muttered as a spark fell onto the dried leaf nest and began to smoke. Seb gave up all sense of hiding and ran full speed away from the infant flame, which Seb knew from experience would mature at an exponential rate. 
he heard the brigands behind him. There he is. Shoot him. Seb heard the memorable thwap of a bowstring, followed by the whistle of an arrow. Seb instinctively spun himself to avoid the arrow. He felt the clumped mud covering his boots sink, and Seb stumbled. He felt the sharp pierce in his chest. The wind, mixed with the momentum of his spin, sent him into the mud. Blood mixed with the wet earth as he gasped for air. Every breath was drawn through rows of razors, thinly slicing his air until he had little left. He could smell the fire, hear its crackling and popping. The shouting was growing distant. Smoke perforated the peripherals of his vision, slowly pushing his immediate landscape further and further down the tunnel of his vision. Not here. Not now. I... Seb's voice trailed off as the heat faded and his vision stilled with the drapery of a gray veil being set over his face. Nothing. There was no feeling, no sense, no sight for Seb to recognize. He did not draw breath, for he knew he did not need to. Seb's subconscious thoughts danced in his mind, a pair of hazel eyes, bloodshot and full of tears. A broken sword, snapped by the blade. A crimson and plum standard, tattered and resting on a wooden pole. There was familiarity in those eyes. There was loyalty in those eyes. There was regret in those eyes. Those hazel eyes. There was so much for Seb to say, like a tome that was never going to be finished was resting on the back of his throat. The words, however, Seb could not recall. The eyes never closed. The tears stopped. The stare did not. Seb could feel his emotions running rampant within the hollowed shell of himself. Their angered roars, their sorrowful moans, their hateful cries all echoed through him like a sound through a bell, reverberating every inch of his body. His skin tremored from within. The hazel eyes bore into him, exposing him for what he was. Uh, I, I'm a murderer. Is all that released from his book of words. The eyes, now dry, seemingly affirmed him. The blame was his, and his solely. Like a ripple of water, a voice called to him. Gentle, caring, this voice soothed the demons within. You are safe now. There is nothing to fear. He believed this voice. It was as if every word was as fulfilling as the beating of a heart. He found that he needed this voice. He needed more. He felt as if his existence was being held in the palm of this voice. The voice washed over him again. You're in pain. I'll take care of you. Just relax as I get some water. Seb did not want the voice to leave. He wanted to speak more. He feared what came when the voice left. Eyes of hazel clouding with a veil of gray, the last thought imprinted on the pupils. Regret. 
the eyes would forever hold that memory, like an open door revealing the broken room within, an empty cradle with the truth that it would never be filled. The dread of those eyes shook him to his core. Shh, you're dreaming. Dream of honey. Dream of the flowers of my, the way their petals dance in the wind. Dream of bees caught within this dance, following the rhythm of the flower. Dream of kind things, for this too shall pass from you. By the grace of your mother above, this shall pass from you. The hazel eyes closed. Seb was grateful for the voice. It spoke so gentle and calm. It was a strange feeling, being so vulnerable, needing something so simple as a voice for him to grasp. He wanted to cry out, let the voice know he needed it, that he would surely die without it. Be still. I will not leave your side, as long as you do not leave mine. Stay here with me. Weariness overtook Seb's very core. All his thoughts turned to fluid, draining between his fingers. He felt the softness of the liquid washing over him, caressing every part of him, and the gentle touch of linen. His head felt heavy as it sank into an enveloping cushion. His heart beat on in his chest, slow, like the measures of a lullaby. The voice spoke once more, radiating through him like the most gentle breeze. You are safe here. Rest. You have time. Rest now. Seb let the last of his consciousness flow through his fingertips as he drifted off into a deep slumber. Thank you for listening. This episode was written and narrated by Fisher Vickers. The music you are listening to is Classic Inspiration by John Wright. If you would like to find out more information about Tales from the Bull, you can visit my Instagram at axe underscore like underscore a underscore fish. That is A-C-T-S underscore L-I-K-E underscore A underscore F-I-S-C-H. Also, if you're feeling so inclined, share this with a friend. The best advertising we have is word of mouth. So, that one person you share it with leaves a big impact on someone else's life. Maybe they like it. Maybe they really hate it and it spurns them to do something even better. Let this be an inspiration to someone, as you are an inspiration to them. Thank you. You are greatly appreciated. <laughs>